Welcome to the iPod, a new podcast series from Ophthalmology Times, where twice each month we engage with key opinion leaders in interviews about the latest innovations in the areas of surgery, clinical diagnosis, drug therapy, research, technology, or practice management. I'm Julian Mobilian, Associate Editor with Ophthalmology Times and your host. We're here today with Dr. Josh Malley of the Eye Associates based in Sarasota, Florida. Dr. Malley, welcome. You've recently written a blog for Ophthalmology Times about an idea you had in clinic, which you've since turned into a patent and now a product. Could you elaborate on what you've created and the steps it took you to get there? Sure. Uh, thanks, thanks, Julian, for having me on. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a really, really uh, fun and wild journey um, through this whole process. Um, I think the, the, very, the very first step, I would say, uh, in this whole journey um, has been, you know, coming up with that good idea that that solves a problem. Okay, so for me, yeah, sure. uh, yeah. I mean, for for me, for example, I was literally sitting in clinic one day, and um, you know, I was examining my uh, one of my patients early in the morning, and um, while I was examining them, I noticed they had their glasses on, and of course, you know, for the slit lamp microscope examination, you have to have the patient take off their glasses. So I, you know, kindly requested, can you please take off your glasses? And, you know, the patient took off their glasses, but they had nowhere to put it. And, you know, and now I started to notice that actually was happening throughout the day. And I was thinking, wow, you know, patients really need a place to, to put their glasses um, during the slit lamp uh, microscope examination. I mean, I, I would see patients putting it, you know, on the side of the slit lamp, in front of it, oh, yeah. near their joystick. You know, they would try to put it on the side uh, and it would, it, you know, fall down. They would get smashed. They would try to give it to a family member, you know. It would. I know oh, yeah. it was actually consuming. It was consuming a lot of time and 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 effort. So it was that was the problem. That's when I kind of had that aha moment, like you know, wow, I think this would be a a good problem to solve, and and hopefully a fairly easy problem to solve uh, by having somewhere to put um, to put your glasses. Yeah, that's awesome. So you had to file a patent for it too, correct? Yes. Yes. What are those steps like? I mean, just in case, you know, there's any ophthalmologist out there who, you know, has, you know, they find themselves in a similar situation. Like, hey, you know, I have an idea. How do I get from point A to point B? Yeah, so definitely, I mean, I would say once you get that idea, now it's about, now it becomes the, I guess, the, 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 the grunt work, you know. And, you know, the, sure. the first step, you, the, the next step you want to do is developing your prototype. So you have to actually develop a prototype. And it's really important at this stage to, to make um, either good drawings um, take good images, pictures, whatever, and kind of developing your prototype product because when you apply for a pat for a patent, um, they're going to want um, these you know either sketches or the actual you know early prototype in order to determine to to issue a patent. So uh, sure, very important yeah. to have, have good records about that. Um, and then once you develop your prototype, um, then you want to you know really try it in the real world. Uh, so for me, you know, developing my eyeglass holder. You know, I would just try it on, you know, every day during clinic, you know, with my patients and seeing how they liked it. I got rave reviews from all the patients. They were able to utilize yeah. it very easily, and it, it made, made my life and their life a lot easier. So I demonstrated in the in the real world that it, it does does work. Um, so that kind of gives me, you know, a lot of reassurance to continue on. Um, sure, yeah, of course. And the next step after that in that process is actually, you know, applying for the for the patent itself. Um, where, you know, you know, first of all, you want to, you know, it's, a, it's an online application now. You can also do a paper, but they've now transitioned to an online website. Um, and again, you have to have your, 
you know, records of your, you know, how, you know, design and information about it. Um, you have to determine which type of patent you're applying for, whether it's a design patent, which is basically, you know, uh, uh, your your invention as a design, or are you patenting as a utility patent? So, for example, my patent's a utility patent. Um, okay. On the fact of of putting this uh, holder um, on basically any any table, whether that's a microscope table or any table too, because it's actually adjustable. So, I've kind of patented that, that utility patent uh, idea there. Um, and then the other thing you also want to look at is you want to make sure that no one else had had the same idea. <laughs> so you always want to uh, do a nice little search, um, and, and the patent office ha has a nice search tool that you can actually search uh, patents um, uh, in, in the world to determine, uh, or at least the United States, determine if this is an uh, issue before our previous patent. So um, you want to make sure no one else had the same idea uh, before you uh, kind of apply for your patent. Okay. And then how did you figure out what materials to use? Or do they kind of help you along that, that process, like that goes along with designing a prototype? Yeah, so that, that, that's the that's fun part. You know, it's interesting. I think most ideas, most people kind of just, you know, say, oh, it's too much work to kind of build something or whatever. But if you really kind of have a passion for something, and, you know, that really motivates you to, to kind of get it done. And for me, for developing my product, really I used, um, you know, materials that I had at home as well as I went to my local hardware store and, uh and got the additional materials that I needed, dusted off my tool set that I hadn't used in a while, and um, really just put it together myself at home uh, to develop the first Oh, okay. No, that's not too bad. It sounds like such a daunting process, but, I mean, the way you describe it, it just sounds like a lot of... So you also, so once you had your prototype, because I know, I think you uh, discussed earlier um, in your blog that you won honorable mention at the ASRS annual meeting um, in Vancouver last year. Um, what did you, by that point, was the patent already created or was it still like a prototype? Because um, I believe that their competition was like a Shark Tank one, correct? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like, okay. yeah, I think of like a Shark Tank for, you know, ophthalmology ideas and in particular ret yeah. retinal, retinal, retinal uh, specialist ideas. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just interesting timing. So I was in the early, kind of early startup phase when, when this contest was, uh, when I saw an advertisement for the contest. And, um, you know, I had, so to, uh, one of the kind of, uh, things for the, or criteria, I should say, for the, for the contest itself is that you have to be, have at least applied for a provisional patent. Um, so okay. that, I had met that criteria at the time. And, um, you know, again, I was early on and you had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit going. So, What's sure. One other way to build that up is by just competing against other people. So um, it was one of those things where it was good timing, and I was able to apply, and I actually yeah received honorable mention in the contest. So it was a really really a great experience, and um, uh, I really learned a lot and and gained a lot of feedback from it. Yeah, that's awesome. Do they do that contest every year, or is it was that just a one off? Um, yeah, actually they're doing it again this year, and um, again so it's kind of an annual thing. Um, and I've actually reapplied again for this year, so hopefully, cross my fingers, hopefully, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> make it to the final round, uh, and, and, and try to win it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, I hope that they do more of those just because it is really cool to see, um, you know, what your other colleagues, you know, are making or producing or thinking about. It's just, it's very dynamic. That's, that's so cool. I think that they do that. Um, so another question too. So if you had any advice to give to other ophthalmologists, who kind of want to become an entrepreneur or go down this route or they have an idea, what would your advice to them be? 
Uh, I would say typically there's there's three things that I, w- I would, if I had to advise a, an entrepreneur um, in the early stages, uh, the first thing I would say is if you have an idea, just go for it. I know in the beginning it seems very overwhelming. You're like, you know, you're either a practicing ophthalmologist um, or, or, you know, you're, 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 you're busy. And, and I know it can be very, very daunting of other responsibilities. But if you really have an idea and you really think it solves a problem, I mean, just go for it because you, you never know what can happen. You never know what it can lead to. So I think definitely because you don't want to have any regrets. You want to just kind of make sure that you really gave it your best effort and you, you took any idea that you had and you, you, you saw it all the way through. So I would, my first, my first, uh, uh, pearl would be that just, just have an idea, go for it. Um, but the second thing I would say would be that no matter, you know, it doesn't matter how simple or elaborate your product is. At the end of the day, if it solves a problem and it's a solution to a problem that a lot of people have, I, I definitely would say just embrace it, you know, because you want to continue that, that uh, momentum and, and really, you know, if, it, if it's happening to you and you feel like it's, it's a, a product that can help a lot of people and the mass public, I mean, people are going to really, really appreciate that and, and you'll be able to really expand your, um, uh, your horizons with, with the product itself. And then finally, I would say the last pearl I would say would be you really want to focus on developing your manufacturing process as well as a marketing strategy. I think these are the two most important things that sometimes get overlooked and quite frankly are probably the most overwhelming aspects of, of uh, being an entrepreneur is really developing a manufacturing process. Uh, you want to really have high quality standards. I mean, one thing that was really important for me was um, to be made in the USA, manufactured here in the USA, which is really important to me. Um, sure. So, I, for, so for example, I, my my manufacturing facility is, is like ten miles down the road from me. So that worked out really well. Oh wow! How did you find them? How does that that process? It really does seem the most daunting. Like trying to figure out, okay, like where am I going to get this material? How am I going to do this? Um, is there, I, I, not to sound dumb, but do you just Google it and be like, okay, like this person works, or do you really have to, you know, find out through like the licensing or patenting offices, like reach out to this person, or is that just mostly the legwork you have to do on? Um, on your own. Yeah, I would say it's a combination of, of getting lucky and also, uh, you know, just uh, you know, doing some, some homework on, on the facility. But I was able to find one that was close to me. And, and again, they weren't designed to develop the Mali, the Mali eyeglass holder, but I was able to kind of um, help them to, uh, you know, uh, work on how to, how to manufacture properly and, and how to uh, uh, make it out of good, good uh, materials. So, I mean, it was really, uh, it took a lot of time and effort, uh, you know, meeting with them multiple times and kind of perfecting that process. But, you know, again, they weren't designed to do that, but I was, we were able to adapt and help them to, to manufacture the product. So that, that turned out really well. A good marketing strategy is also very important. So you want to kind of, um, again, social media is big, um, as well as advertising and other things. Uh, so I, I recommend definitely those two, probably the two most important things, uh, during the process. So, yeah, were there any lessons that you learned along the way, just in general, like, oh, you know, I need to think about this or think about that that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of before you started? Well, I think probably the main lesson for me, what I learned from this whole this whole journey, this whole process was I really reaffirmed, like, what was important to me, what was important in my life. And, and really, uh, sure. I would say two things that are most, most important uh, for me uh, are my family, uh, you know, especially, you know, my, my wife, Yasmin, and, and my daughter, Julia. You know, I, I would say Yasmin was, was with me the whole step of the way, you know, developing the product and developing the strategy, giving me honest feedback, sure. you know, helping, helping develop the company. So she's been really, really, you know, important, um, you know, not only as my wife, but also uh, as my uh, business partner as well. Um, and then I, I would say also 
what's important to me is is my faith. I'm, I'm a Baha'i, uh, and I really feel like that gives me a sense of purpose in my life and, and really helps to motivate me to overcome, you know, any challenge, uh, just kind sure. of give me a strong foundation in my life to, to kind of uh, achieve success. So I think those are probably the two most important things in my life. Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much for talking with us today. We really appreciate it. And we wish you a lot of luck at next year's, or no, this year's ASRS competition. Um, just curious, when is um, when are all the forms for that due? I just applied, and I believe the uh, application deadline is uh, in early May. May 6th, I believe, is the uh, some round one submission deadline. So, wow, anyway, that's coming up. <laughs> Yeah, they can they can join that and uh that'd be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well yes, thank you so much again. We really appreciate it. Oh my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You can find his blog at ophthalmologytimes.com slash blog. And thanks for listening. We hope you subscribe at iTunes and let us know what topics you'd like to hear more about. You can stay connected by going to ophthalmologytimes.com subscribing to our newsletter, and following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We'll see you next time.